This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is a Sunday, and the last two games for the Blues have not gone off very well. Friday night, Jake Allen did the best he could to keep the Blues in the game, and they ended up losing it in overtime to the Blue Jackets 3-2. This game against the Ducks would see the Blues give a very lackluster defensive effort again. Jordan Bennington was on his own a lot of times, and he gave his best just like Jake did the night before. I hear a lot of people say, yeah, it was the defense's fault for these last two games. They didn't hit people. Well, if you go back through this year, look at how many games the Blues have out-hit people. It is not about out-hitting people. It is about your quality of the hit and the timing of the hit. I know people say, well, you need to wear them down. You need to wear them down. You can't put your will on a team by hitting them, but you've got to make sure it's the right time and the right place. The team really needs to start scoring more goals. That is the key. So people can say it's hitting, but it's goals. We knew they were going to be unable to replace Tarasenko's production in goals. So let's hope they don't get any more injuries, and let's hope they can keep improving offensively and get this team back to playing strong hockey. Let's go ahead and get into this game. The Ducks from the initial faceoff, I thought, really played well. And the guy that always seems to play well against the Blues, Ryan Getzloff, just a few minutes in, got a goal by Jordan Bennington to make it one to nothing. St. Louis has gone to overtime, Brian, in half of their 20 games this season. Ten overtime games already. They're not blowing teams out. But I'll tell you what, it says a lot about this team. They know how to win. Here's Getzloff, a two-on-one. Gets it back and scores! Now there was some execution on an odd man rush, and the captain gives Anaheim the lead. Lateral passes is what really make life difficult for a goaltender, and the Blues get caught up ice on a bad pinch. And it's David Perron who does not pick up the defenseman, and so he leaves Petrangelo all by himself, two on one, great passing. Getzloff gets it back and hammers it home. This goal was caused by laziness on David Perron's part. He has Getzloff towards center ice. The puck comes towards him. Getzloff gets the puck. Perron lets him skate right by him, basically. And then Perron slows down and watches Getzloff get the pass and puts the goal in. He did not streak towards him. It was a very lazy effort. Even if he couldn't have gotten to him, he could have showed more effort on that. Bennington was left all alone on that two-on-one. Getzloff gets his eighth goal of the year. Jones gets his second assist. Raquel gets his eighth assist four minutes in. But the Ducks were not done for the first period. Just a minute and 41 seconds later, they would take a 2 to nothing lead on a goal by Derek Grant, who had a very big night. Kind of hard to get them all in the lineup. Bertuzzo's one of those four. Well, they're all healthy, and they're all incredibly experienced, and they've all played together for a long time. Pericles, Petrangelo. Oh, there's a giveaway, and Grant scores! Petrangelo, I believe it went off a skate 
of the Blues player, and Bennington was out of his net. It nearly went in. Grant only had to tap it home. It's 2-0 Anaheim. have been opportunistic. Bennington shoots it around and take kind of a strange bounce. And Bennington was sleeping. And you know what, John? He goes back into the net the wrong way. When you're handling the puck, whatever way you move the puck as a goaltender, you got to follow it to that side of the net. A face-off was at center ice. The Ducks shot the puck in. Bennington goes behind the net to get it, scoots it over to Petrangelo. Petrangelo, I don't think, ever really fully had it on his stick. He tries to pass it. Right in front of the net is Grant. Nothing Bennington can do. And the Ducks go up two to nothing. That goal by Grant would be his third of the year. Delorier gets his second assist, five minutes, 41 seconds into the first period. There would be no more goals for the rest of the first period. Shots were pretty even in the first period, 11 for the Blues, 10 for Anaheim. But mistakes killed the Blues in this first period. The first one by Perron, the second one by Petrangelo. You know, really the one by Petrangelo, that kind of stuff is going to happen from time to time. Can't really fault him, but I really do give a lot of fault to that first goal in Getzloff to David Perrant. Moving into the second period, we wanted to see the Blues show a little bit more life, and I thought they did for the first few minutes, and it paid off. Vince Dunn gets his third goal of the year, just three minutes, 14 seconds in. The Blues are back in this game at 2-1. to one. Now Bortuzzo. Here's Sanford to a streaking Dunn. He comes in, pulls a trigger. He scores! What a shot! Some momentum. Good play by Zach Sanford. He found his man, Vince Dunn. I can hear to my right, John, one of the players on the Blues bench yelled, there's Dunn. And boy, oh boy, what a good pass by Sanford. This is one, though, the goalie should have. I will definitely agree with Darren Payne. Gibson should have had that one. Nothing taken away from Vince Dunn, but it was just a normal wrist shot. Gibson couldn't get his pad down quick enough. I think we'll take that. The Blues are back in this one at 2-1. to one. That goal would be Dunn's third of the year. Sanford gets his third assist. Bertuzzo gets his first assist. The Blues are looking pretty good at this point. I thought they started putting a little more pressure on Gibson, making him earn his keep. They would get a power play opportunity. And I'm sure you, like me, were thinking, man, the Blues can come back. They can tie this. They can start taking control of the game. But Derek Grant, who got a goal in the first period, would get a shorthanded goal to make it 3-1. to one. Ducks still shorthanded another 42 seconds, and Grant with a face-off win. Gooley lets it fly and ripped a low one to the left and wide of Bennington. Play the other way. And here's a pass by Grant. Shorthanded breakaway. Score! Oh, he showed him a number of moves, and he snuck it five-hole on the backhand. Open up. Jordan Bennington, but it's a bad turnover. It gives the opportunity for Derek Grant. Justin Falk coughs it up. Derek Grant says, thank you very much. So do I say it enough? Do I say that mistakes will kill you? I keep getting emails from people and direct messages from people on Twitter and messages on Facebook saying, Lance, please stop saying that mistakes will kill you. But they do. And in this game, they definitely did. Justin Falk, who should know better, gets a puck from Blay, and instead of continuing down the ice towards the offensive zone, tries to pass it right back into his own zone, does not see Derek Grant. Derek Grant comes in, does a little deking on Jordan Bennington and puts it past him, and the Ducks are up 3-1. to one. That goal by Grant would be his second of the game and fourth of the year, 7 minutes 20 seconds in. And that's the way the second period would end.
the Blues actually, as I stated, probably played better in the second period than the Ducks did. They outshot them 15-10. to 10. Going into the third period, you have a feeling the Blues are still in this game if they just stop making mistakes. They even outshot the Ducks 12-5, to 5, but the only offense in the period would be by Derek Grant, and it would be an empty net goal 18 minutes, 21 seconds into the third. He gets his fifth goal, third of the game. Getzloff gets his sixth assist, and Anaheim beats the Blues 4-1. to one. The Blues outshot the Ducks 38-25. to 25. The Ducks won the faceoff battle 55% to 45%. Even though the NHL shows 55 to 46%, uh, the NHL does this sometimes. For some reason, they have 101 percentage on faceoffs, but it was 55% to 45% regardless of what the NHL says. The Ducks were 0 for 2 on the power play. The Blues were 0 for 4. The Blues outhit the Ducks 20 to 19. Remember me earlier saying, just because the Blues out hit somebody doesn't mean they're going to win the game. This is a good example. The Ducks outblocked the Blues 14 to 4, and the Blues had eight giveaways to the Ducks six. Let's head to the postgame interviews. First, we're going to hear from the players, Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. And of course, we'll end things with Coach Craig Berube on this Blues second loss in a row. Excuse me, what, what did you think was missing tonight? Uh, obviously putting the puck tonight. Um, yeah, we had some opportunities in Barry, and once they got the lead, it was tough. All they did was just you know, shoot the puck out of the zone and, and, and chase it down and, and try to kill momentum. But yeah, we have to find a way to put the puck tonight. And yeah, that's on, on myself. Uh, yeah, obviously got to find a way to create. I can't remember the last time I got a five on five point, so it's got to generate more. And obviously it's an issue that uh, you know, obviously, I think we're, we're a much better team, but we, yeah, we have to do those things better. You right. As you mentioned, you have a lot of chances, don't you think, yeah. as a team? Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. It's good to get those, but at the end of the day, you need results, you know, and all we're doing to keep throwing shots at him and, and getting this, just I think as a goalie, he just feels better, and, you know, we didn't make it hard enough on him. Ryan, when, when pucks aren't going in the net, and it seems like it's been a few games now where you guys have had trouble scoring, it's, is puck management even that much more important and, you know, not making the costly mistake like you guys have been, like happened tonight? Um, yeah, in a sense. You know, I, you know, I look at the game and I think it's, you know, there's opportunity for, you know, the top guys to, to make a play and put the puck in it. And that's, you know, that's that's on us. You know, we have, we have momentum and, and puck possession. We're putting in the right areas and getting it back. You know, I've, you know a big play has to happen to, to put it in the net. And that's, that's on myself and a few other guys. And, yeah, we you know we have to take control. It's you know we have to you know we're it's we're responsible for for that part of the game. And if we're not doing it, how can we expect anyone else to? Ryan, a lot of things are self-inflicted. Essentially, do you view that as easily fixable, or because of your high standards, they shouldn't be happening in the first place? No, mistakes are going to happen. You know, obviously a couple ones tonight that they capitalized on right away, which you know I think gave them confidence and. As you can see, kind of you know, took us a while to kind of get it momentum back, but um, that happens. You know, I don't think you know we can make those adjustments again and, and respond the right way. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the way it happens sometimes. I think it's Brett Cal just fires the puck ten feet in the air uh, across um, the neutral zone and gets off kind of reach and, and gets it and it turns it two and one and they make a good play and they, they score. And obviously, next one uh, goes off. One of the guys skate uh, in front of the net, and uh, Binner's not back uh, in time, and things like that happen. We we have to battle through that. Three in a row. I know you got points in the other two. But yeah. Do you see any similarities in these three? Uh, well, the other ones, uh, 
we let a lead go, and this one we were behind the whole time. So um, I think we just got to do a better job. We try and get some goals five on five. Um, and, uh, yeah, like creating more second, third opportunity. So, I mean, still you're, you're in mid-November and you have four regulation losses. You still have to feel Yeah, there's no panic. I'm not saying that it's not even close to being panic. It's just a little bit of a wake-up call that we have to refocus here in the next few days and, uh, and just get our game back and um, just kind of go back to, to what makes us successful is uh, changing the right time for the next guy to go on the ice, uh, to go into the ozone and, and get some tired guys on the ice versus coming on the ice and having to go play 20 seconds in D zone and uh, that way it's tough to create offense because you're a little bit tired when you get up the ice and uh, just leaving guys in good situation and uh, from basically the ground up uh, building our game uh, just kind of go back to our, all the little details that, that we do so well. David, I know that it's been a little tough putting the puck in the net consistently for you guys but do you feel like you're creating enough grade A chances as opposed to you're getting a lot of shot volume but those high quality chances do you feel like uh, that can um, yeah, they, that probably can improve. Uh, our structure is, uh, we talked about that a lot, and our structure is there to um, hem teams in the, in, the, in their D zone and from there finding uh, chances. So, uh, yeah, I think we can do a better job. Uh, there's only two mistakes, really. I mean, defensively. We got to score. We had to score goals. We didn't. I mean, it's clearly we didn't score enough goals with a lot of shots. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had quite a few good chances, um, you know. I thought that we did a better job tonight of getting to the net, uh, being at the net a little bit more. And I mean, there were some pucks there, like you know, just, their goalie played well. Was that one of those where you're getting there, just not winning that last little, little Well, it could be some of that, but uh, you know, it, I thought we battled around there, and like I said, we had chances, we didn't score. Well, no, we use it a lot. I mean, a lot of teams use it in the league, and it works pretty well. I mean, you know, it's just a mistake. And the, the Bennington one, I mean, should, should, should he have done anything different on that play where he's behind the net? Well, he moved it. Um, I think the whole play could be executed better. That's, the, that's just the bottom line. It's the right play. Um, you know, Petra tries to pop to the middle to Barbashev, who's right there, but it hits a skate, and you know, we just it wasn't executed. That's you know, that's what happened. So you feel like that's more <laughs> unlucky more than maybe executing a little better there. Well, it's both. It's a unlucky bounce, but the play is there, and it wasn't made. So, so yeah, you hit the reset button, a little regroup. You got three. Yeah. Well, I mean, the energy, like this back-to-back games, it's been a tough stretch. I think that the um, energy maybe was a little bit low, um, both games. But, you know, we're going to reset here. We've got a day off, and uh, we'll come come to work Monday, have a practice, and get ready to play. I mean, that's it. You know, we we got we to gotta find a way to put the puck in the net more than we have been. Yeah, but you know we got to find a way to score, and um, you know I thought, like I said, I thought we did a better job of getting to the net tonight and creating some scrums and some second and third chances. Well, he was fine, you know. He, I thought he, 
for his first game in the NHL. He did a good job. Yep, I was happy with him. No, re- no reason really. Just trying to find some something different, maybe in the game. See if something could connect. Move the guys around a little bit. In an 82-game schedule, you played the first 20, and that's your first regulation loss to a Western Conference team. Jim was talking about that. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good first quarter of the season. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, you know, I think our guys have done a really good job. Um, but again, you know, we gotta we gotta keep pushing, keep getting better. Um, you know, like I said, I think we gotta you know we gotta work on um, finding ways to score goals, more goals. Well, Craig Berube and both Perron and O'Reilly confirm the Blues need to score more goals. I keep being told that I'm nuts, that when I say that, that I'm not watching the whole game, that the Blues need to hit more. They need to be more physical. The Blues lost a lot when they lost Vladimir Tarasenko. Nobody's going to replace his 30-some-odd to 40 goals. They're just not. But you need somebody to step up. You need to bring somebody up that can at least maybe get you a third of that and maybe get some of the other guys to start stepping up a little bit. This team's got plenty of defensive talent. This team's got plenty of grit. They need to score. That's why I really questioned it when they signed Brower and McGinn to those PTO contracts. Brower's way past his prime. Yeah, he had 12 goals last year, 12 goals in 70 games. For an older guy, that's not bad. But everybody keeps saying, look, we need to put Brower in there. We need to sign him and put Brower in there. We've got to do that. He's going to be physical. He was physical when he was here. That was several years ago. He's still a little bit of a physical guy, but he's not as physical as he was. You can't be as you age. He's 34 years old, and at 34, he's played a very physical game for most of his career. So for the Blues, they really need to make sure they don't get any more injuries. That is key. If they get more injuries, they're going to have to find some more scoring. And I really hope when they make their decision on Brower, if they're going to bring somebody into the lineup, that they bring up Cairo. Now, I know people are going to say, He's only played around six, seven games in San Antonio. He's not fully ready to go. Well, I understand that. Let him play a couple more games and bring him up. I think the guy's ready. If you can play six, seven games in the AHL, it can be even a more physical game than the NHL can be. The NHL is faster and Cairo has speed. We need guys that can score and we need speed. We have plenty of guys that can give a hit. Plenty of guys. The key to this game. Too many mistakes. Perron allowed Getzloff just to skate right past him, gets the puck. Petrangelo tries to clear the puck. It goes right in front of the net. And then Justin Falk, who I have not been greatly impressed with as a blue, just hands the puck to Grant, basically, instead of shooting it forward. My coach has always told the forwards, bring the puck forward. Don't take it back into your zone. Bad things happen. And a bad thing happened right there. The Blues would have been in this game till the end if not for those mistakes. My grade on Justin Falk so far has been a C to C minus. He's been average to okay, but he's not been great. The Blues need more from him. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues!
Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.